Hello and welcome to the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So subscribe for free once you're done listening to the show. And remember to give me a five-star review. Now, apologies before we uh, begin. I have a cold right now. My son, well, I perpetually have a cold. I'm sure if you've been listening to this podcast. And that's just because I have little kids. Uh, school resumes. They go home. They bring all sorts of germs. And for some reason, I seem to be the filter in the family. So um, whatever everybody brings back, um, I get. And so, yeah, so in case I sound funny, I have sniffles or um, if I cough. Then Anyway, that's what that's about. So today on the show, um, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you remember that I've been talking about EDOFA, EDOFA, E-D-O-O-F-A. Um, I hope I have the right pronunciation. It's an international student exchange program based out of India. So they have campuses in India and uh, they look for students on the African continent. Started off with Nigeria, Ghana, and eventually they've moved on to um, other countries, not just in the central part of the African continent, but also uh, the southern part as well. So we have people all over the place, you know, Kenya, Tanzania, uh, Zimbabwe, um, <clears throat> you name. So these people get to study in uh, India, where they have the uh, campus, and they are exposed to re- remote working opportunities. So the benefit of being um, running through the Edofa program is you gain access to a world class education. And for those of us in this part of the, uh, you know, on the African continent, we know that our brothers in India, they, you know, they have a reputation for being, well, I say, booky and hardworking. So I guess it's not a bad place to. Um, try out if you're looking at um, having a world-class education abroad. So you get the benefit of being exposed to a world-class education and then also you get the benefit of um, getting a world-class working experience because you get to work remotely. Unlike those of us who uh, studied in the United Kingdom or in the United States of America, um, where we would uh, do our you know, you work to support yourself. Sometimes the work that you would do, maybe like stacking shelves or whatever, while you're a student, wouldn't necessarily tie into what it is that you are studying. But then if you're passing through the Edufa program, you don't have to um, go through some of these problems because the work opportunities that you get exposed to are remote because after all, India is the um, remote, uh, what I say, the remote capital, uh, remote working capital um, of the world. So you get to work on um, people uh, on different assignments, different parts of the world. You get to do all of that remotely. And then most importantly, it gets to be tied directly into some of the stuff that you are doing right now. So you're not going to be doing an um, MBA in, let's say, international real estate for those of you who have that kind of degree. But then you're working weekends and um, stacking shows to get by. So in this case... Um, okay, well, I don't know if they have any um, MBAs in uh, international uh, real estate. Maybe one day I'll speak to the folks at Edufa and then uh, by the time before my partnership with them is off, I have people uh, come talk about uh, the different um, curricula that they have, uh, the subjects that they have and those sorts of things. Anyway, um, that was not an advertisement. It was just a backdrop in case this is your first time of listening uh, to the show. And then also a signal to those of you old listeners that... This is a continuation of the seminar series that I've been doing with Edufa for the month of September. So if you've been listening for a while, you already know the two or three questions we've already done um, so far. And today is Friday the 
22nd of September and the next uh, one is going to be networking. How can people around you help to build your career? Now in the past, what I've done is to have the seminar with them first and have the discussions with them first and then make the summary recording and share over here on the podcast so that you guys can get uh, the benefit of the good stuff we've been talking about over there. However, today I'm taking a different approach because the students have requested that they like seeing my handsome face, but they also would prefer to see some written material. So even though it's not my style, I prepared the material ahead of time and sent it over to the um, faculty members that I'm in touch with. So I figured since they already have the material, instead of making a summary episode, I might as well just record a um, a pre, what will I call it, a pre-something episode just so that the record is here and I uh, can send it to the students immediately after um, the class because by this point they already have a skeletal idea of what it is we're going to discuss anyway. So on to the topic, networking. How can the people around you help to build your career? Now I must confess, um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about over here on the podcast, um, sales and business development, I typically speak about it in a business development perspective. But of course, these things relate to building your personal career as well. And so this is one of those aspects where you're going to see much more clearly how that works. Now, of course, to start off the um, conversation, we have to define what networking is. Now, this is one of those things that has multiple definitions. People talk about networking. Some people say networking is wrong. Some people talk about alliancing. Some people saying alliancing is wrong. Some people talk about building partnerships. Some people say uh, partnerships in perpetuity is wrong. Some people, instead of talking about um, uh, partnerships, uh, talk about strategic, uh, what's it called? Strategic partnerships and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, whether we're going to do networking, strategic alliances, um, um, strategic accounts building, uh, what else? Whatever it is that we're going to um, call it, all those multiple things, there's one thing that they have in common, which is sorting through contacts and acquaintances. So in building our businesses, in building our careers, we're going to meet multiple people and we're going to make multiple acquaintances. Even outside of the career and outside of the business, you know, you go and drop the kids off at school, you go to church, you run into someone at the market, you name chance encounters, you're going to be building contacts and building acquaintances. Now, whatever it is that is your preferred term, we have to engage in sorting through contacts at the end of the day. And so for me, no matter what definition you like about networking or building alliances, this is one thing that all these activities have in common. We have to sort through contacts and we have to sort through acquaintances. The reason why we have to do that is because not everybody is useful to our uh, mission and our agenda. And in reverse, we can't be useful to everyone in their own missions and their own agenda. And the whole point of networking or building alliances or um, strategic partnership management or whatever is to sort through contacts and acquaintances to try and figure out who are these people, are our missions aligned? For those people that our missions are aligned, how can we get to work together? How can we get to move in the same direction and how can we get to make progress? So what is networking? I'm not going to give you a definition. Whatever it is that you prefer, take that as your definition. But remember, no matter what you call it, no matter what your definition is, this is one thing that we have in common, sorting through contacts and acquaintances, and that is something that you have to have at the back of your mind. You run into someone at the market, sure, that's networking, but you're sorting through contacts. You run into someone in church, that can be networking, sorting through contacts, um, and uh, it's the same. You go to a business seminar, 
it's the same thing. So, when should you be networking? I'm sure you've uh, already figured out from the answer I've given so far that you should be networking all the time at the market, um, in church, kiddie school, um, whatever. Networking is not always a formal event. Now, those formal events are fine when maybe the Abuja Society of um, Engineers uh, calls a, uh, a general meeting and you guys gather up in the International Conference Center and you have nice dinner and nice food and everything. And then there's that section where it says 7.30 to 8.45, networking. Yes, that formal thing yeah, might be a little stifling for some of you, but networking doesn't always have to be limited to those sorts of events. So, from the time that you show up to ICC and you're having food and having small talk and all whatnot, that is always that is also networking. Networking is not just that part of the program where it says 7.30 to 8.45, networking. Then you bring out your business cards, you're throwing your business cards all over the place and then you say that you're doing networking. You should be networking all the time because you're meeting and making contacts all the time when you go drop your kids off at school. So it's nice to know that uh, good-looking mommy over there or that good-looking daddy over there, um, what does he do, uh, what are they on about, uh, what's their career, what's their goals, you know, um, whatever. We should always be looking for opportunities for small talk. Of course, networking shouldn't be done um, at those, um, what I say, crunch, like those crunch moments. So pick up and drop off. Okay, no, drop off, yeah, that's, that's too tight. Networking there, uh, I guess that's a no-no, but... Um, no, drop off in the morning. Yes, everybody's in a rush. But then pick up from school. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit more, more leadway. So if you get into a conversation with a parent on the way in and you're um, talking in the halls, then that is not a problem. Anyway, let me ad um, address um, uh, Edufians, people in the Edufa program directly. So uh, my guess is that a lot of you are students and so not many of you are parents. So you should be networking all the time. In your classes, you should be um, making friends with people from different parts of the world. So you Ghanaians, you should be talking to Nigerians. I know we have this uh, beef, this part over uh, jollof rice, as in who makes the best jollof rice, Nigerians or Ghanaians. That could be a good talking point. You start off with the uh, jollof rice conversation and then maybe you can move on to political developments or whatever, but then eventually you bring it back home to business interests, career plans, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. Figure out the other person that you're talking to. And then, of course, Nigerians, we should get to know people from um, the eastern part of the continent because we don't know a lot about them. Uh, some of us think that their accents are funny. Um, you know, get to know your people. Those of you in the central part of the continent, get to know people from the southern part um, of the continent. Let's all get to uh, know each other. So, Edufians, you should be networking. After the lecture halls, you should be networking. After your remote um, working opportunities, you guys meet in the... Um, uh, what's it called? Refectory. Well, when I was in school, it was called a refectory. That's where you go and eat. So, you know, the eating hall or whatever it is. And you sit with other people. These are common talking points, uh, you know, about um, the clients that you've met, um, the experience that you're gaining, those sorts of things. So, Edufians, you should always be networking and it is not just a formal event. Uh, so if a DUFA has one of those things like most learning programs have where before the term is up, you guys come together, they throw you a dinner and then there's that item where they say 7.30 to 8.45 networking. Yes, if they do that, take advantage of that, but you should be networking all the time. Now, most uh, people find um, networking uncomfortable, difficult and uh, why is that the case? Especially when it comes to that formal event from 7.30 to 8.45. 
Now, the reason why most people find networking uncomfortable is because of self-conscious, um, uh, self-conscious uh, uh, biases or self-conscious, um, what would I say, presuppositions. Um, I know you get the idea. Now, a lot of us live life in our own head because it makes sense. Because I'm here in my own head talking to you over there. And so a lot of time I see the world from my own perspective and I assume that my own perspective is exactly is the only thing that is relevant. So when you're coming into conversations with all these self-conscious biases, you're always putting the focus on you and what to say. So a lot of people are trying to figure out, am I dressed right? Am I looking right? Am I slouching? Are my shoes clean? Did my belt match the shoes? Does my dress match the handbag? What do I say about myself? Uh, should I start talking about my life from university? Or should I go back as far as primary school? Um, uh, you know, I'm trying to get a job at so and so. So uh, who, who are the kind of people here that I should be uh, talking to? Um, who should I ignore? Maybe I ignore those people on the left because they don't look serious. And only talk to the people on the right because they... Um, they look serious and it looks like I can get something from them. So there's all this internal uh, baggage and that's what makes uh, networking difficult and uncomfortable because um, you're awkward, you're worried about if you're dressed right, if your poise is correct, um, who you should spend time with, judging other people, um, judging other books by their cover, in quote. And um, it's all this um, uh, head trash, that's the problem. So that is the reason why um, I have said several on the podcast and when I talk to other people in the business education community, I say that it really doesn't help for someone who is heading into a networking situation and who is already self-conscious. It doesn't help us if we now do things that make them focus on themselves even more because we're making it worse. So I'm coming in here and I'm worried about how I look, how I sound and what I should say. <clears throat> and you really think that the solution is for me to um, take <clears throat> elocution classes. Now, elocution classes help. Are you pronouncing your words right? You know, blah, blah, blah. But that's just one more thing to throw into the mix. You're now worried. Am I pronouncing my R's right? Am I pronouncing my L's right? That's for those of us who are uh, from the north central part of the country, uh, T people, and uh, some of our brothers in the east. You're now worried. Am I stressing the R or not? Am I stressing the L or not? That's just too many things to worry about. And so I think for now, all those things are important. Elocution, posture, clothes, all those things are important. But I don't think this should be the starting point. What should you say when you are networking and what should be your starting point? Now, the answer to this, some of you might find shocking. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that awkward pause. I just had to attend to something. So, um, what should you be saying? Now, in my own opinion, you should be saying absolutely nothing. I'll repeat that again. What should you say when you start networking? You should be saying nothing. Nothing about yourself, nothing about your aspirations, nothing about your whatever. At least in the beginning, you should not be saying anything. Rather, you should be focusing on questions, the kind of questions to ask. Because remember, I said networking is about sorting through contacts. Networking is not about you. It is about the other person. We have to try and figure out who the other person is. We have to try and find out their interests, their goal, their mission, their targets, their whatever, because you already know yourself. There's no point in going in there and yapping off the mouth, you know, about you, 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 you. You already know you. You're trying to make progress in your career. You're trying to make progress in your business. Going and talking about your business is not going to help. 
But if you go there and figure out everybody else's interests and you get a sense of the three or four people whose interests are aligned with yours, then you can now come up with a plan for calling the person, emailing the person, visiting the person in the office, visiting the person in the home afterwards, and then start seeing this whole networking play through. Because you know your interest, you know their own interest, you know the interests are aligned. It is then that you can now make a convincing case for, this is why we should hook up, this is why we should partner on this, um, this is how I can help you on that, and uh, so on. So, so heading into networking, the focus is not on you. What should you be saying in the beginning? Absolutely nothing. You should be trying to figure out who this other person is. You can only figure out who the other person is if you start asking questions. Hey, Mr. Adebanjo or Madam Adenike uh, or Mr. Haruna, um, nice to meet you. Uh, what brings you here? Um, how long have you been a member of this association? Uh, what are you getting out of it? Before you joined, what were you hoping to achieve? Uh, okay, what kind of revenue is your business uh, doing right now? Uh, who are the target clients that you face? Uh, what are the challenges you guys are facing now in this new economy? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, pick questions that are... Um, questions that are natural to you and natural to the context. But these are the sorts of conversations that you'll be having. And by the time you ask this question, you're going to figure out the person's name, the company, uh, where they work for, the kind of revenue they do, the goals that they have, what their strategic um, projects are, you know, blah, 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 those sorts of things. And that is what now allows you to call up the next time to say, hey, Mr. Haruna, um, yeah, we met at the uh, networking session of blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, this is so, 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 and so, you know, the guy from Nigeria. And of course, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation together, blah, blah, blah. I remember when you spoke about this initiative, that initiative, it just so happens that my own company is also working on ABC and XYZ, and I think that there might be some um, room here for a strategic um, alliance. So uh, what do you think? And you hear him out, and then the next step is going to be, okay, so if you're cool with that, can I come over to your office on Tuesday? I'll be with my partner, um, uh, Kelechi, and uh, me and Kelechi uh, would like to discuss to see how our companies can move together on 1, 2, 3, and 4, 5, 6. And then he says, oh, fantastic, that's very good. And then you end the phone call, and then you and your partner, Kelechi, start planning for the next meeting. And so that's how it works. Instead of going there, and throwing out your business cards to everybody, and then you come home, and then your husband asks you, how did you do? Or your wife asks you, how did you do? And you say, oh yeah, it was a beautiful networking session. I handed out 50, um, 50 business cards. But out of those 50 business cards, you don't have one productive conversation afterwards. It makes more sense to take this approach that I'm advocating. You go there, you end up talking to maybe six or seven people. Out of those six or seven people, you have four strong meetings booked because of stuff that you're going to... Um, um, discuss uh, afterwards. So that's how it should be done in a business context. And the same also applies to you, um, Edofians. So in the refectory, uh, you're sitting down next to um, a dude, he's from Nigeria or Mozambique or whatever, or um, a lady from um, you know, Tanzania, I mean, wherever. And that's how you start off these conversations. Hey, what's up? How you been? How you finding the program? Uh, where are you from? Um, which region? Why did you join the program? What are you hoping to get out of it? What have your experiences been so far? After this, are you heading back home? Are you planning to emigrate to Canada? Uh, you know, all those sorts of conversations, you know. And you try and figure out who this person is. That is what gives you a sense of um, who to keep in touch with by the time you are done. So if you come into the Adufa program, there are 200 people in your set. And um, let's say there are uh, six or seven movers and shakers that will make sense to keep in touch with. 
from different parts of Africa. This is how you figure out who those people are. It's not by going, sitting down with somebody and saying, Hi, my name is... Uh, Hi, my name is uh, Moboto. I'm from uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, this is my business card. This is when I was born. This is where I went to church. This is how I grew up. This is my parents. This is blah, 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 blah. And you just vomit about yourself. You're not going to know who the movers and shakers are in the class. So this is how you go about it. Networking, it's not about you. Focus on the other person. It's not about what you say. It's about the questions that you ask. Of course, you're going to get a chance to talk at some point. And when you do that, you're going to try to be building um, uh, commonality. So that's the point where, you know, the, all those uh, me too points in the conversation where the person talks about their um, upbringing, say, okay, I grew up in uh, Addis Ababa and blah, 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 and so, 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 and so. And that's why you're like, oh, are you serious? You guys have that in Addis Ababa? Really? I grew up in uh, Makudi and that's how it was in my own place too. And then you guys have a good laugh and... Um, and uh, of course, there's nothing wrong with talking about yourself. But when you talk about yourself, you're going to be trying to build commonality. So have these conversations, tease out, figure out who the person is. You're trying to figure out who are the movers and shakers, who are the interesting people, and um, that's it. Now, movers and shakers, interesting people, all of that is relative. Depends on what it is that you want to do. So I'm interested in sales. Sometimes I talk about um, marketing. And right now, I have some strong opinions about politics, but I'm not really there yet. So um, perhaps at this stage in my life, it doesn't make any sense for me to head into networking sessions and then to spend half the time or all the time talking to people who are political juggernauts. At this point in my life, it's probably not the best idea. So it's relative. So political movers and shakers uh, might be big wigs might be um, important people in an objective sense, in quote. But relative to where I am now in my business, in my career, it's not the case. So if I head in there and everybody's a political bigwig, the personal assistant to so-and-so, the minister of so-and-so, the governor of this and this, eh, maybe there's no need for me um, hanging out with that crowd and um, investing time in getting to know that people. Anyway, I've belabored the point, so let me move on from there. Now, what do you do after the conversation? Typically, there's follow-up, there's follow-through, and uh, like I mentioned, you guys will come up with some specific initiatives that you need to work on. Now, what's the difference between follow-up, follow-through, are they the same thing? Follow-up is traditionally what we do in uh, this part of the world, where you just call up someone and say, hey, how are you, how are the children, blah, blah, blah. I just said, I, sh I just said, make I greet you. I said, I wanted to greet you, uh, blah, 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 and then you cut the phone. Now, I don't think in the West, in America and in uh, the United Kingdom, spent some time in the UK. My wife has done some studying in the US. I don't get the sense that they are that way. Because for them, there's a phone call, there's a point, get straight to the point and then end the call. But in this part of the world, it's absolutely fine for you to call someone up and be like, hey, it's been a long time. How you been? How's your grandmother? Oh, your brother's wife gave birth. She had twins. Ah, congratulations. My sister too had twins. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the economy. Our president is absolutely horrible. Your president is horrible too. Oh, God will save us. Oh, ha, 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 And then you have that kind of phone conversation, 20, 30 minutes, and then you end the phone call. In this part of the world, for Africans... That's not a problem. It's not uh, time-wasting. However, the problem is, when you call to follow up, and you do it six or seven times a year, people start getting weary, and they start getting tired. I mean, there's a limit to how many times you can ask me about my grandmother and my brother's twins and um, the president of my country and um, all whatnot, you know, because I have work to do. I can't keep having these conversations with you over and over. They're nice. We get to be friends. But ultimately, the conversations are pointless. 
That is follow up. Follow through, on the other hand, is when you have a specific reason for the call and you get through to that reason. So yes, you will call, you will talk about grandma, you will talk about the twins, you will talk about the new president, and you talk about uh, um, the initiatives in the African Union or you know whatever it is that catches your fancy. Let's say there's um, uh, the prices of meat have gone up um, in your part of town. Yeah, you talk about all that. But then eventually you have to get to the point of, oh, um, by the way, anyway, uh, the main reason why I'm calling is, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, what we spoke about, this and this and this. I have some ideas. Uh, what do you think about this? Can we have a meeting to discuss that? Blah, blah, blah. That is follow through. So we should always be in a follow through mindset, which is we should have had, we should have figured out two or three things during the current conversation that we would like to um, follow through on later on to discuss some more or to advance the relationship. And that's where specific initiatives comes up. If the person talks about specific business initiatives that they're working on, that the company is working on, or uh, let's say it's a company networking thing, and uh, um, let's say, okay, you work in a bank, uh, you're in human resources, the other person is in the forex department or something, so forex department is working on something, Follow through is you calling up to say, hey, Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, this is uh, Tajuddin, the guy from the uh, company Mixer. So, oh, Tajuddin, how are you doing now? Blah, blah, blah. I really enjoyed the conversation. How's the family? How's your husband? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the cost of fuel, this, that, 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 that. Oh, anyway, uh, the reason why I was calling, uh, I remember that uh, you spoke about this thing that Forex Department is working on. Well, those of us in human resources, we think that uh, instead of four, five, six, like you guys were planning, how about we do... Um, one, two, three. So what do you think about that? And then she replies and says, okay, maybe we need to have an interdepartmental meeting about that. So are you guys free Tuesday, 9 a.m.? I'll come with my HOD. Uh, HOD is head of department. I'll go with my head of department. Maybe your own head of department too. Let's sit down. Let's see how we can um, hash this thing out. So, okay, fine. And then you end the call. That's the difference between follow-up and follow-through. Follow-up is good, but after a while, it ends up being aimless and you're wasting somebody's time. Um, follow through on the other hand, very productive and people will look forward to hearing from you. And they're not going to mind the fact that, you know, when you call, you ask about family or maybe you have some strong political views on this or on that. But ultimately, you are an interesting guy or girl. You're a useful resource. Whenever you call, it's always something productive and so people will be looking forward to it. So that's what you do after the conversation. That's the difference between follow up and follow through. Of course, um, in this day and age, we have to do um, the, the expected, do the usual. Follow them on Instagram, send a connection, LinkedIn request, uh, what else, uh, exchange phone numbers, you know, blah, 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 all those sorts of things. So those are the sorts of things that you do after the conversation. Now, we've been talking for 26 minutes, so I'm going to bring this to a close. Now, the main thing that I want folks to get out of this, whether you're on a Dufian or not, is this. Networking is not about you. You need to get that into your head first. Figure out the kind of questions you're going to uh, ask first. Figure out what you think is a valuable prospect, someone to talk to, someone building a relationship with, you know, first of all. Try and figure out whose interests are aligned, not aligned. Those are the sorts of things you need to figure out first. When you have all these things dialed in, then you can now take classes on elocution, on dressing, and blah, blah, blah. So for me, I don't bother about elocution and dressing. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I do all the ums and ahs on the podcast and because that's how I talk in real life. Now, would I be much more efficient and much more effective if I, if I stop umming and ahing? 
I guess so. So, for someone like me who already knows uh, the basics, lessons on how to stop um and how to stop ah would be important. Lessons about whether I put my hand in my pocket and put my thumb out or I put my thumb in, that is important. Whether my belt matches my shoes, that's important because this will help, will help me tweak effectiveness. But don't start off worrying about these things. Where's your hand? Where's your dress? Uh, where's your shoes? I mean, of course, don't show up in you know with trousers that are not ironed or with uh, shoes that have a gaping hole or uh, don't show up to these things and not use deodorant because in this part of the world, in the tropics, uh, if the networking is not, if the, sorry, not networking, if the air conditioning is not working very well, eventually you're going to start sweating in your armpits and it's not going to be nice trying to have conversations with people and then you're walking around with um, body odor. So networking is not about you. And then another thing, networking is not going to solve your problems today. If you have specific problems today, don't go networking assuming that you can solve those problem problems. Networking requires a certain level of trust. So if you have low sales and you're going to a networking session today, hoping to leave with high sales, that is not going to work. You're going to turn people off. If you're having problems with your career today, you're hoping to go networking today to solve your career problems today, that is not going to work. You haven't built relationships with people. They're going to think that you are a user and they are going to avoid you because every time we see this guy, he's always asking for money. He's asking for contacts. He's asking for this. He's asking for that. So it is not going to work. Networking would not solve your problem today. Network today because it will help you solve your problems tomorrow. The networking that you're going to do this week, you might not see the value until six months, three months down the line, maybe even next year. You can't anticipate how these things work. But just know that networking is not good for solving immediate problems. If you have low sales, the problem is to talk to your sales team, uh, refine your sales process, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you're having career problems, what will solve your problem today is going to go and talk to your HOD about some of the problems that were raised during your uh, um, the last meeting or maybe talk to other people in the company, see who is your uh, godfather in quote or your supporter or your godmother or whoever. Those are the things that will give you much more immediate results. But network today because networking is going to help you solve your problems um, tomorrow. And then the final thing is that networking works better the more you know about the other person i can't stress it again networking works better the more you know about the other person it is not about you if you go there and you beat your chest and you try to impress everybody that you graduated first class you are the valedictorian you are the best person in your village you have the strongest uh, scores in your country or uh, you're a millionaire at uh, 39, or blah, you know, yeah, all of that is impressive. You get people impressed about you, but you're going to leave there and not get any value from the network. You need to know about the other people there. So yes, you're a millionaire at 39, or you graduated um, first class, but there might be somebody in there who has uh, multiple PhDs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That is the person you need to know if furthering your academics is important. How did you go about doing your research paper? What school did he go to? What grants did he apply for? What funding opportunities are out there? What research opportunities are out there? That is what you need to find out. You need to know more about the other person and don't go around the place talking about how you graduated first class. It's impressive, but ultimately it's not going to get you anywhere. It's the same thing. If you became a millionaire by 39 or by 50 or whatever, it is impressive. But what about the person who became a billionaire at 30? It would be nice to know who that person is, have a conversation with him, 
uh, what business he was involved in, what she was involved in, how did she get to where she was, what challenges did she face, um, where does she think the economy is going tomorrow, uh, what does she think about uh, enterprise in Zimbabwe or on the African continent or whatever. So networking works better the more you know about other people. Let's stop going there, throwing around our business cards and bragging. Let's go there, try and figure out who is in the room, who is worth building a relationship with. And then after the session is over, we come up with a plan for following through. How am I going to work through on specific initiatives or how am I going to build relationships you know, um, around certain interests, around certain motivations and things like that. So when you do that, that's when you get the best value out of networking. So that's all for today, folks. Um, Edufians, I know that this is a little, um, this is not the tradition that we have established from the beginning, but I just want you guys to have the audio ahead because you already have um, all the stuff uh, that I have. So if we address any questions during the live session, and I think it's interesting stuff for you podcast listeners to know, then I will now make a follow-up episode um, after that so I can bring you up to speed on what the Edufians had to say after listening to all this. So that's all for today, folks. Now, if you love what you've been hearing on the podcast, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140. The country code is plus 234. You can call, SMS, WhatsApp, or Telegram. Do this because we have other services available, which includes uh, customer experience improvement, where we assist companies, business people, improve the customer satisfaction that their clients have, try and build some customer loyalty. And that's because we want people to come back and buy from you again and again and bring their friends, their family members, and their associates. Also connect with me on LinkedIn or any social media of your choice. I am not available on Twitter or X. I've been banned from that. That's a story for another day. Uh, my name is Tavishima Ayede. Don't worry about figuring out the spelling of my name. You can confirm that the name spelling and my email address on the website where you're listening to this episode or the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. So thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.